You're worthy of the glory, my God. Lord, you're worthy of the honor. Lord, you are so wonderful to me. Oh, I thank you. Oh, God, you're altogether lovely. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Have your will, God. Have your way. Have your way in our midst. Have your way in our living. Have your way in all the things that we do. You are worthy, O oh God. You are worthy. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, as we listen. We listen to hear your voice. Speak to us, my God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My, my, my. You're awesome. You're wonderful. Jesus, love of my soul. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, Lord, the angels bow before you. Heaven and earth adores you. My God, hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Teach us how to wait, O oh God. Teach us how to listen for your voice. Speak to us, O oh God. Speak, Lord, thy servant, hear it. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, have your way in our lives. Have your way in our living. Have your way in the things we do. Oh, God, have your way. Hallelujah. Jesus, love of my soul, let me talk. Thy bosom fly. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, yes, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we look to you today. We look to you each day, O oh God, for your mercies. Your mercies, O oh God, they're renewed every day. Guide us, lead us, speak to us. Touch us, encourage us, my God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, fill us with your word as we study together, as we learn together. We remember, Brother Lester, read this morning. Minister, read, my God. Reach out your hand, touch him. Touch him, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Remember all our ministers, my God, in the name of Jesus. Pray this morning, oh God, for EJ. Lord, we pray for all those who said, pray for me. Those who stand in need of prayer. We pray for Mother Grant and Minister Brown and all the saints of God. All those who are going through. We pray for leaders, my God. <coughs> And all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. We pray for those that are hurting today, bereaved for whatever cause. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And a pleasant good morning to you, you and you, Brother Brown, here this morning. And today is Wednesday third day of June 2020 and this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program we are currently studying it actually it's the last chapter in the book of 1st Corinthians that we'll be studying today our topic now concerning the collection for the Saints our topic the collection for the Saints when we study the Word of God Offerings, collections, and such like are mentioned numerous times. And the context in which it's mentioned is important that right distribution might be made according to the word of God. And here the Apostle Paul, in this last chapter of 1 Corinthians, addressed the collection for the saints. In his conclusion, he also pointed out, you know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. It's vitally, it's vitally important that we understand the ministry of the saints and the ministry to the saints. In St. John chapter 11, verse 48, we find these words, if we let him alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and our nation. A council was convened and in this book of St. John, the 11th chapter, we see where 
A discussion was had concerning Jesus Christ. Men always have conferences and councils and things like that on how and what they should do with Jesus Christ and even the body of Christ, even the church. So at this council in Jerusalem, the discussion was had concerning Jesus. What do we do about him? What do we do about Jesus? He ignores the traditions of the fathers. He brings new commandments. He instructs the people. He heals the sick, raises the dead, casts out devils, and thus. And if we leave him alone, all men will believe on him. And then the armed forces of the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. Now, the Jews in that council, in the Sanhedrin, were very concerned about their position, their nation, but not necessarily the people. They were interested in maintaining power. So their concern was that the Romans not intervene. So regarding Jesus, they said, if we leave him alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away, replace us, and bring our nation in subjugation to Rome. So that was their discussion. The decision was that they should crucify Jesus. Offer one man, sacrifice one man, they said, for the good of the nation. And that was the decision that they made. Now Paul and Silas, disciples of Jesus Christ, were sent into the world. And they arrived in a place called Philippi. They too were accused of, in Acts chapter 16, verse 21, they were accused, Acts 16, 21, they were accused of teaching customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. So the Philippians made an accusation against Paul and Silas that they came to Philippi teaching customs which it was not lawful for the Philippians to receive being Romans. So a similar accusation to that which was made against Jesus Christ was made regarding Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas were beaten, imprisoned, and released by an earthquake, and then they departed. In Acts chapter 18, verse 1, it says, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. Now, the events I previously described, the beating and the jailings, occurred in Philippi. Then they went to Athens. They left Athens and they came to Corinth. And in Acts chapter 18, verse 8, we see where, Acts chapter 18, verse 8, Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue in Corinth, believed on the Lord with all his house, and many of the Corinthians hearing, believed, and were baptized. So Paul and Silas maintained course. They preached Jesus Christ. They did not get involved with the politics of the various places that they went. Their focus and their mission was to preach Jesus Christ, the salvation of mankind. And as they did that, Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house, just like the Philippian jailer believed on the Lord with all his house and were baptized. Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians here and believed also and were baptized. 
So we find in Acts chapter 19, verse 1, that Paul then left Corinth. Acts 19, verse 1, it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. So Paul left Apollos at Ephesus and went to Corinth, where he encountered some disciples of John. He asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he questioned their baptism. Unto what then were ye baptized? They said to John's baptism. And then he went in depth and further instructed them in the things of the Lord, telling them that John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people that they should believe on him who would come after John, that is on Jesus Christ. And when they heard this, they were rebaptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your baptism must be in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So they did that. They were rebaptized. Paul laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So now we have disciples here and there in Ephesus, Corinth, Athens, all these places that Paul had visited. Yes, and disciples in Jerusalem, but many were poor. And during that time, distribution was made to the believers as they had need. So we get into our text today from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and Paul continues his discussion and his response to a letter written to him. Now Paul wrote these words. Now concerning the collection for the saints, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do we. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. And when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters, them will I send to bring your liberality unto Jerusalem. And if it be meet that I go also, they shall go with me. Our topic today, the collection for the saints. It's important that we understand the scripture says, bring ye, the scripture says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, so they will be, there will be meat in my house and prove me. The Lord spoke to the sons of Jacob. You can go there, it's in Malachi chapter 3. The Lord speaking to Israel and the sons of Jacob told them that. A principle. Something spoken to the nation of Israel and the sons of Jacob. As the gospel went out into the world, certain principles were carried. <coughs> certain principles were carried and some were not. In the church, what happened was, as the church was being formed, those who had sold their possessions, brought it, laid it at the disciples' feet, and distribution was made to every man according as they had need. Now in the church, they weren't, um, how should I say now, <clears throat> appropriating 10% of one's income, not in the church. They weren't doing that. What they did was they would give offerings 
every man would give as he was able, not grudgingly, nor of necessity, because God loves a cheerful giver. Many of those who gave under the commandments did not do it with their heart. They did not do it cheerfully. You see, for them, the law was a burden. But in the church, the Lord loveth a cheerful giver. So he said, let every man give according to his ability as he's able. And many brought and they laid at the disciples' feet what they had to offer. Barnabas did that among others. So Paul was saying that there were poor saints in the church all over and especially by now in Jerusalem. And he asked them, he said, now concerning the collection for the saints, take up a collection for those who are less fortunate. He says, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. An order was given in Galatia that the churches take up a collection for the saints. You don't see that happening today. The offerings that are being taken up are pastor's aid, pastor's love offering, pastor's anniversary, pastor's birthday, pastor's wife anniversary. Pastor's wife birthday. You get the drift. So, that is not scripture. It's not found in the word. That's adding to the word things that are contrary to the word of God. What is in the word is the collection for the saints. And then you should not muzzle the oxen that treadeth out the corn. So, if the pastor is a saint, he participates in the collection for the saints. You see, if he's a devil, he will try to wring out of you whatever offerings he can get. But Paul gave orders for the collection for the saints. It was given to the churches of Galatia, to the churches of Corinth, and the Lord wants us to do the same because this letter was written to all that in every place call upon the name of the Lord. Now he says, upon the first day of the week, my, 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 that's easy to figure out. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by store. Let every one of you lay by him in store. Put it up. Get your little offering. And you put it up. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God had prospered him. You notice what he's saying? As the Lord has blessed you. God love it, a cheerful giver. You, as you're able... Not grudging you or of necessity, put aside something for those who are less fortunate than yourself. He says that there be no gatherings when I come. But then some would wait till the last minute and they, oh, what you have? Okay, what you have? You go over there with your offering and you come over here and. Nah. God is not an author of confusion nor chaos nor embarrassment. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God had prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Oh, I'm a specialist at taking up offering. I'm going to start this offering off with a hundred dollars. It's not being done unto God. You're offering to devils. You're letting your pride tell people that you're giving in your eyes, something substantial. And then you want to 
by way of circle pressure, pressuring others to do what you do. Not so. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store as God had prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. Not gathering that stuff and making that noise and carrying on and making a show and taking uh, 45 minutes about you taking up offering and you worshiping the Lord. No, you're not. And you're not fooling anyone. And then Paul said, and when I come, whomsoever ye shall approve by your letters, them will I send, them will I send to bring your liberality to Jerusalem. So others go and know what the offering is beside you and your cronies. When I come, whomsoever you shall approve by your letters, then will I send to bring your liberality to Jerusalem. And if, and if it's suitable, and if it be me that I go also, they shall go with me. And if you want me to go up with it, then I will go. Beloved, the church has neglected the saints and focused upon those that are in dominion and dominate over the brethren. The alpha males have taken over the church, imposed their doctrine on, the Bible says, silly women laden with sin. You know this men don't want to go to church anymore? Why? Because they see through that foolishness that you're doing. So you a dominant male and you dominate over silly women laden with sin. So men don't want that stuff. But if you do the right thing, if you do that which is right, then God will build that ministry with families, men and women. Now Paul continued, Now when I will come to you, when I shall pass through Macedonia, for I do pass through Macedonia, and it may be that I will abide, yea, and winter with you, that ye may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. For I will not see you now by the way, but I trust to tarry a while with you if the Lord permit. But I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door and effectual is open unto me and there are many adversaries. One of the things about Jesus Christ is that he brings liberty. And the Apostle Paul had liberty. And you and I, we have liberty. Who the Son set free is free indeed. Be not the servants of men. Satan tried to put Jesus in bondage, offering him stuff, telling Jesus he would give those things to him if Jesus would bow down and worship him. Not so. Be ye not the servants of men, whom the Son set free is free indeed, free to come in and go out and find pasture. Now, Paul says, I will come unto you. So he wasn't there with them. He was coming from someplace else. I will come unto you when I shall pass through Macedonia. So he's coming to them. He's going to pass through Macedonia and then come to them. He says, for, the, I, for I do pass through Macedonia. He was free. The son had set him free. And he said, and it may be that I will abide. It may be that I will spend some time with you. Yes, spend the winter with you that ye may bring me on my journey whithersoever I go. Look at the freedom. Wherever he go, they could bring him on 
his journey. He says, for I will not see you now, by the way. I'm not going to come over there right now. But I trust to tarry a while with you if the Lord permits. So at some future point in time, I will come and see you. He said, but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. But he was going to go to the Ephesians and stay there until Pentecost. He says, for a great door and opportunity to spread the word of God, to teach and preach the word of God, a great door and effectual is open unto me. Listen to this. And there are many adversaries. Wherever a door is open for the word of God, there will be opposition to the word of God. But you have to be strong in the Lord. You have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You have to put on the whole armor of God because you're in a fight. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hello, somebody. A great door, an effectual, is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Enemies of the church, enemies of the word of God, the priests of Median, priests of Moab, elders of Medium, elders of Moab, the priests of Jupiter, the priests of Baal. They're still in the church today. They still have their doctrine that they spread today. Their doctrine of polytheism, worshiping many gods. And they try to get you to go along with them, worshiping all kind of gods. And then they try to cloak it, disguise it. In Jesus Christ. They sprinkle a little Jesus on it. You know, like they bake the cake and they sprinkle some little stuff on it. So they sprinkle a little Jesus on it to make it look like Christianity. It is the doctrine of Baal. It is the doctrine of Balaam. These are the elders of Moab. Elders of Midian. The priests of Jupiter. And... Others are of the old Levitical order that God has abolished. There are many adversaries. Paul continued by saying, Now if Timotheus come, now if Timotheus come, see that he may be with you without fear. For he work at the work of the Lord, as I also do. Let no man therefore despise him, but conduct him forth in peace, that he may come unto me, for I look for him with the brethren. Now, Timotheus was a traveling companion of Paul and fellow laborer in the ministry. And from time to time, Paul would send him to different places and they would minister together. He would represent Paul at functions. Paul was not able to attend. So here Paul was saying, if Timotheus come, if he come to the Corinthians, see that he may be with you without fear. There are many times that you go to different places, different uh, cities and assemblies, and you go in fear. When the Lord send you, you know you go as sheep among wolves. You know you're going into the den of the adversary, those that hate God. But when God send you and tell you to go, you see, because the sword cometh. 
And if the watchman sees the sword coming and he fails to sound the trumpet, then their blood will be required at the watchman's hand. So God will send you and say, I am sending warning. And God will send you in places where there are many adversaries and he will send you there to warn them. So if Timotheus come, see that he may be with you without fear. For he work at the work of the Lord as I also do. When you work the work of the Lord, the enemy, the adversary is there trying to oppose you. He will try to destroy what you do. He will destroy your house, your car, your land, your family. He don't care because his main task is to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't really care about the brethren. He just want to steal from them, kill them, and destroy their lives. Not bringing them into the knowledge of the truth. So he said, let no man therefore despise him. Folk will despise you. You can see it in their eyes. You can feel it in their actions. You can know it. They will despise you and pretend. He said, let no man therefore despise him. But conduct him forth in peace. Bring him forward. You see, when your peace return unto you, you know you are in peace. But if your peace don't return unto you, you're in the presence of the adversary. He said, but conduct him forth in peace, that he may come unto me, for I look for him with the brethren. Give him safe passage. Paul continued, Now as touching our brother Apollos, I greatly desired him to come unto you with the brethren. But his will was not at all to come at this time, but he will come when he shall have convenient time. So here was Timothy willing to abide and follow the directives of the apostle. And Apollos, on the other hand, not being led to do that. His will was not to go to Corinth at this time. They had problems in Corinth. Divisions. Different sects. All kinds of divisions. Some are of Apollos. Some of Paul. Some of Peter. And Paul was unifying the ministry. But Apollos was not willing to go there at this time. But he will when he shall have convenient time. So when it was more convenient, Apollos would then go to Corinth. Paul then admonished the brethren. He then admonished them. He told them. He said, watch ye. Make sure that you watch. Watch. Don't just jump up and down, shout and run around the place with your eyes closed. Because many things are going on. Paul said to the brethren in Corinth, Watch ye and stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. Don't just shut your eye and shut your mind and your brain and talk about, oh, I'm worshiping, I'm worshiping. Jesus told them, You worship, you know not what. You don't have a clue as to what you're worshiping. Folk have you up there and go, Oh, worship, worship, brethren, worship. Jesus said, ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. Samaritan woman. He told, you don't even know what you worship. 
Folk have you about worshiping, worshiping. You have the worshippers of Baal. You have the priests of Jupiter wanting to worship Paul and Barnabas. Your leaders lead you to worship idols. Have you engaged in idolatry? Watch. Stand fast in the, fast in the face. Study the word. Go out like men. Quit you like men. Be strong. Stand up for what you believe in. Let all your things be done with charity. And whatever you do, do it in love. Love one another. By this shall men know that you are the disciples of God if you have love one to another. Then Paul continued. He continued saluting the various brethren. He was caring for the saints. The collection for the saints. He was ministering to the saints. He wasn't concerned about himself. He said, I labored with my own hands. I didn't use any of the privileges that I had in the ministry taken from you. But these two hands labored for my own necessity. He said, let all your things be done with charity. I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. There's a difference, beloved. There are some who have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. I know a brother, and he goes out there and he helps individuals so much addicted himself to the ministry of the saints and then others close by him lacking compassion even to their own brethren I beseech you brethren you know the house of Stephanus that it is the first fruit of Achaia and they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints they're not looking for glory and speaking and the adoration of crowds and stuff but behind the scenes, they're working, working with the saints, helping with the saints, making sure the needs of the saints are met. Paul said that he submit yourselves unto such. Be careful who you submit yourself to. You have those who want to be dominant leaders. They want to be in charge. They want everybody to see that they're in charge and they're in control. But they have not the best interest of the saints at heart. He says, you know the house of Stephanus. It is the first fruits of Achaia. And they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Yes, the collection of the saints. All the offerings that you took up. All the monies you gathered in. They are... Many among you that are in need. Make distribution to the saints. Paul then said to the Corinthians, Submit yourselves unto the household of Stephanus, and to everyone that helpeth with us, and labor it. Verse 16, chapter 16, verse 16, that ye submit yourselves unto such, those that do the work of the Lord, the ministry of the Lord, the ministry to the saints, that you submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and labor it. He continued, I'm glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunus and Achaeus. He said he was glad that they came 
For that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. They met the physical need of the brethren. And Paul was rejoicing at their coming. They came and they refreshed them. I'm glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunus and Achaeus. For that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. They were caring one for another. They weren't just for outward show and celebration and jump up, a, up and down and putting on a show and all that kind of stuff. No, they refresh my spirit and yours. They have refreshed my spirit. When I was hungry, they fed me. When I was thirsty, they gave me the drink. Sick and in prison, they visited me. Lord, when saw we thee? Others said, Lord, when saw we thee? Some can't see the work of the Lord. Some can't see the ministry of the saints. He said, therefore, acknowledge ye them that are such. Begin to, when you know, when you're giving, oh, giving honor to the pastor and the bishop and giving honor to the elder and giving honor to the wife and giving honor to, acknowledge them that are addicted to the ministry of the saints and give honor to those who are laboring in the vineyard, ministering to the saints. Therefore, acknowledge ye them that are such. Paul continued by saying, The churches of Asia salute you. Remember the seven churches of Asia? John, unto the seven churches of Asia. The churches of Asia salute the Corinthians. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. Don't feel like, oh, because a church in the house is... Let me tell you something, beloved. That's where the church started. That's where the church exists. These Roman edifices, these Roman buildings... Many worship idols. Many maintain idol worship and are established for a counter-reformation. They are established to counter the doctrine of Jesus Christ. All the brethren greet you. All the brethren greeted the Corinthians. Paul said, greet ye one another with a holy kiss. Greet ye one another with an holy kiss. And then Paul acknowledged the authorship of this letter. The salutation of me, Paul, with my own hand. This is coming from me. This is a revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then Paul said, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I just love this. Let him be anathema, maranatha. That's a curse, a curse be upon him. So many times you have to use a test and prove who people are by the name of Jesus Christ. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema maranatha. A curse be upon him. Then Paul said, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. The grace, the unearned, unmerited favor of God rest upon you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. This is the first epistle to the Corinthians written from Philippi 
by Stephanus and Fortunus and Achaeus and Timotheus. God bless you. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for who you are, what you have done. We pray to God that you would open the mind and the understanding, the hearts of those who are in position to remember the rest of the saints. Lord, we pray that you would <coughs> give him a heart to take up the collection for the saints. Those that are in need, those that have need, Lord, that distribution be made unto them. Lord, rebuke those who in selfishness seek to gather and scrape for themselves, disregarding the brethren, not being good shepherds. Lord, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Father, we pray for your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Paul, the Apostle Paul, while he was at Athens, stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Paul, standing in the midst of Mars Hill, recognized the superstition of these so-called learned men. He said, For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. You know not what you worship. You have many who in fear and because of their superstition will gather to themselves multiple gods because they don't know the true and living God. They don't know him. Paul said, oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. But there are many that worship an unknown God. But because of their superstition, they want to make sure they cover all the bases. So, you know, in baseball, you have three bases. They get a God for each base. And then you have home plate. So, they say, boy, if I got to get to home plate, I got to get a God for first base, one for second base, and one for third base. That if I miss on any one of them, I can make it home to home plate. Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. That is superstition. That is not having a knowledge of God. When you're making sure you got everything covered, you do not trust in the living God. So you cover all the bases. Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. Divination, superstition. And you have many walking behind you in divination and superstition. When I look, look at your devotions, how you worship, what you say, what you preach, what you teach. I found that you did not know God. And you worship ignorantly. I declare unto you Jesus Christ. God hath made that same Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Draw nigh to him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous his thoughts. Turn to Jesus. He is Lord of all. 
God bless you. The Bible tells us that there's one mediator between God, between spirit and man. Yes, one mediator between God and man. One advocate with the Father, and it's Jesus Christ the righteous. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So you don't need the priest of Jupiter and the priest of Median and the priest of Moab and the priest of Baal standing with you. You can go to the Lord for yourself. I can go to the Lord for myself. I can boldly approach the throne of grace. I want to extend to you that privilege. I'm going to step away from here that you may boldly go to the presence of the Lord yourself and you will find help in the time of trouble. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.
Amen. 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 Come on home, beloved. Come on home, won't you? Won't you please? Please come home.